I'm Elisa Mortensen, and this is Undo Redo. Let's take a look at all the things that happen in life that we would like to undo and have a chance to redo. Hello, people. Um, For those of you who have not been invited yet, I'm hosting a retreat November 3rd and 4th, where I will take you from frustrated with a loved one to connection with them. Join us because I have a few spots left. Get in touch with me on Life Coach Elisa. Link is in my bio. What are we feeling lately? Did you know that I help people get a break before they break? And it's super effective and really life-changing. Let me know what you're thinking as you listen to these episodes. Really, though, reach out to me. I have heard back from a friend. She had a great insight from the Good Boundary, Bad Boundary episode. And she said, if I were to walk away from my child, she would see it as being abandoned. I want to talk about that today. So often in life, we are in charge of other people. And it can seem a little tricky when you have someone with special needs or a small child or an elderly parent, right? Whether that is the case or not, other people are taking what you say and do into their minds And they're making it mean things. And what I want to say about that is there are two things going on here because there are two people involved. The other person is having thoughts and so are you. In the case of this daughter, she is acting from her thoughts as is the mom. You could do everything perfectly as a mother and she could still choose to see it as abandonment. And that's her choice. But at these times... We can choose, like I taught in basics number three episode, to be emotionally aware enough to maintain ourselves, how we've defined our role as a parent, even though we don't agree with what's happening at the moment. An example of how I define my parent role from basics episode number three is I'm a lover, a teacher of truth, an example of what I believe, a consultant, and a cheerleader. And as a coach, I teach people how they can show up in new and higher ways that are in alignment with what they have previously decided on and not continue to lose themselves in the moment, in the high, stressful, super intense moments. We promote growth in those areas that we struggle with. That is all we ever want to attain, right? Not perfection, just growth, just better than last time. So here's the concept I would like you all to consider for this episode. Buddha teaches in the best way, and I will use that because he describes it so well. He calls this the first arrow. The first arrow is something very undesirable that happens. It can sting. It can shock. Now, we can't get rid of this first arrow. It's already happened. It's already done. But we can control what we do with the second The second arrow comes from what you are making it mean, what your opinion of it is, or how you're judging it. Usually straight up resistance. Sounds a little bit like, how does this always happen to me? Or what is the problem now? Or when will this end? Or this again, didn't we just do this? Or why do I have to put up with this? Or why is this my life? Everybody else seems to have it so easy. Here's a quick story. I had a phone call come in a couple weeks ago in the middle of the day while I was at a job site working 
It was the high school assistant principal. He asked if I knew where Sean was, and he said that they had been looking for him within the school and that they couldn't find him. He also said that they've had to shut down several bathrooms because of a biohazard and needed him to come in and talk with them. He was seen on a camera footage going into the bathroom with a bottle of elk urine. Yeah, you heard me right. A bottle of elk urine, okay? Can of elk urine. I'm not sure which he said. They found that bottle in the garbage can inside one of the bathrooms. And their request of me was, could you help us find him? <laughs> and I said, yes. <laughs> okay, first arrow, you guys. If you'd like to feel less intense about your loved one who has done some behavior or who just struggles on a regular basis, it's very important you get some distance between you and you're measuring what is happening. Measuring happens by placing it in comparison to what your mind thinks needs to be happening. Okay? That is the second arrow. Be present and be observant because it doesn't have to happen. This is your reaction to the first and could add more layers. The second arrow always comes. More will follow if it's welcomed. So expect it to happen. And when it comes, notice what it is. It's a sentence or a phrase that pops up in your mind. You can hear it. After you hear it, don't allow it to take place in you until you name the feeling that it brings. Okay, so just slow down when that first arrow stings. It stings. You notice it stinging. A sentence or a phrase will go through your mind once the sting happens. Just explore it. It's your thought. Your thought about what just happened most likely hurts you. It creates a feeling. A feeling of being powerless most times, helpless, worried. Maybe it brings anger for their misbehavior. It could bring guilt or blame to yourself. Maybe for not being more or not doing more or doing too much. The first arrow is the undesirable thing not in your control. If other people's thoughts lead to their actions, then those are theirs to choose. They may be indulging in some thoughts that cause them to have some crazy actions that they show up for and you are affected by. Okay? Those can be turned into habit or addiction if they choose to continue repeating them for extended periods of time. See if it fits into the situation you have to allow them their lesson of choosing it. Be sure, though, really steer clear from talking to your child, your loved one, or anyone around you that you disagree with what they're doing in a way that makes their choices sound like it's bad or it's wrong or it's unacceptable. In any way, don't allude to this. Using language like this gives an undertone of what you would like to have happen instead. It's called having an agenda with someone, and they can feel that. Do not tell them they are too emotional or they're being too dramatic. Instead of expressing your verbal judgments on them that now affect them, that they may use to define themselves with, they can actually start to believe that's who they are if they are told that often enough, okay? Simply remember who you decided to be in that role as a parent and 
explore some of the consequences with them in a conversation. Like if you are a parent to a child, let's just talk about some possible consequences. What are some outcomes of that choice? What are some outcomes of choices similar to it? Okay, that, that isn't judgment. That's just a conversation. It allows curiosity. It feels more open. It doesn't feel so demanding and dramatic and um, threatening and such. Like you're pushing or forcing. Maybe they spend some time repeating certain patterns and certain decisions and certain behaviors for a while until it doesn't serve them anymore. Now, of course, in this situation as a parent, you can place some consequences ahead of time for repeating that certain behavior. Okay. The second arrow is the one that determines how well or poorly you will suffer. Stick with me here. You can sit with them in it as the lover and the supporter through their experiences and not make it mean anything about you. Neither option's easy. The second arrow is where you, our values and our beliefs come to grow. Okay? Or we stagnate our growth and cause our suffering further by continually reacting mindlessly to the first arrow and adding other arrows in its wake. We stagnate our growth by stepping in, just running with our thoughts, taking over what's theirs to solve for. We can stagnate their growth. Sometimes the answers that we think they need may not be what they would choose. And we force that on them to take care of it in this way because you said so, because I said so. But check with them. Talk with them when it is a calm moment. Ask them what they would want, how they see things, why they did the things they do, and what are they looking to do moving forward. Guide them through their coming up with a plan ahead of time. Okay, so just talk them through themselves coming up with their own plan ahead of time. We all know the tendencies of what they're bound to do or going to do next time, so we kind of head it off with a conversation. Show them what being intentional looks like. When it happens, walk them through their plan. This will empower them. Use their own words when they make their plan. Remember exactly how they're saying it. And only say from a place of love, not a tone of remember you said you'd do it this way now or you didn't say what you, you, were, you were going to do. It sounds like a command. They still may choose the same things for a while. So you can kind of expect like, oh, maybe they will do this again. They've had tendency to do it for a while, but they have a plan now because they may repeat the pattern until they get it down and talk again at a later time. Hey, I know we talked before about this plan. How do you think it went? You know, it looks like it was super upsetting for you again. Tell me about why it was upsetting again. Or, you know, I know you you said that you would probably just take 10 breaths or do some push-ups. And, did, you know, you weren't able to do that. What is a good, you know, what's a focus word? What's a good word we can use next time that will may snap you out of it and get you to go just kind of take some breaths or do their plan, whatever they come up with. The brain rarely gets it down the first time and we need to have patience with them as they have patience with us for just making this whole thing work right it takes it takes a season or so now if it has been going on an extended time expect it to take an extended time to correct okay now the end of my story hasn't happened yet because it seems like um he has gotten suspended one day each grade through junior high and high school 
this year's is junior year. Um, he got his one day in <laughs> out of the way early this year, I guess. And I did find Sean. <clears throat> I called him, asked him where he was. I told him he was requested in the office. He agreed to go talk to them. And about 45 minutes later, they conference called me, my husband and I, all together from the office. He said, hey, we've talked to Sean and he was frightfully honest, which I just kind of found funny because he is. We all laughed and gave Sean the appreciation for that. He is honest. And then they said that they would suspend him for the rest of the day and that he's going to go through a school contract with him to restate the school rules so it's clear what is acceptable and what isn't. And then he brought up another recent encounter where he um, met Sean earlier, like a week before this. He had an air horn in the hallway or commons. I believe that might have been how they first met. He had taken it away from him. He said that I'll go ahead and sign, go over these papers and send them home for, you know, for us to sign as parents. It's like including the contract that they signed when they went over the rules and things like that, because you have to sign papers when kids get suspended and stuff. And that Sean will need to come in the next day to school early and talk to him and turn those papers back in with all our signatures. So, so some of the thoughts that I've had years ago, you know, is like, why is he doing these things? Can't he just go to class like the rest of the kids? Or, you know, nobody else deals with this kind of stuff. What's wrong with, with my kids? They're so extreme. Why can't I have a normal, happy life? Uh, an obedient kids, freak from delinquent kids. There's just kind of a side note here, though. I have four kids, and they've all creative with their behaviors and with their decisions. There are hundreds of stories between the four of them, so I'm sure you'll hear a lot of them here on this podcast. Some of my thoughts during this event, um, because I have done my own work in this area, with help from my coach, you know, they sound like this. Of course, there's something like elk urine being sold at a local store. And I have a son named Sean. And of course, he would find it. Or it makes sense that urine belongs in a bathroom, I guess. And I'm glad he's honest. And maybe he will see that some of the ideas that he has had have bigger consequences than he thinks. Or at least he may be aware that there are more cameras around and maybe he will question not following through with some of those big ideas. Either way, I'm okay and I don't lose myself when he makes his decisions. This has helped me meet him where he's at and the heavens do this with us. So I believe it's a, it's a more pure and accurate way to be. I want to be clear that there are plenty of things that I want to feel bad about or sad about. I don't always push my feelings away and force things to change. You know, I don't push my unpleasant feelings away or force anything to change in some areas. I allow myself to be sad about things that I always want to be sad about or mad and frustrated about things that I want to be frustrated about because I believe that that is a part of life. I allow people to be themselves or I allow the situation to be what it is without argument or agenda against it. And I don't always push for these better thoughts and these kinder ways of being. I do study the amazing work of Byron Katie, who says, when you argue with reality, you lose only 100% of the time. I may never choose to feel happy or glad or to change my thoughts about certain situations, about other people's behaviors, but our relationships with others can relax. It can be beautiful. It can be created 
with us holding lots of space, lots of space for it to breathe and to grow and to change. And I found loosening my grip on it has helped. I used to think that a tight grip and holding the problem really close, spinning in it and being agitated by it, it like kept me closer to solving it or something. But I didn't realize how much energy I was wasting doing that. It really was so exhausting. It's no wonder I needed a break. I'm so glad that I found this work of coaching and these concepts through coaching. It's given me so much peace and rest and more fulfillment than I've ever had. I have searched for so long. I remember a couple years ago just posting on social media, I am going to find stillness this year and I found more chaos than ever. But the end of the year, I found this. And it was just in time too. And I do believe God's timing is perfect. I am determined to continue to be an observer of my life. I shifted thoughts into believing that my people will find what they would like to do in their lives. All while I'm just loving them and being right by their side with no judgments. We all have quite wonderful relationships together now. And I honor their agency and will guide them through using their agency to their benefit when I'm prompted by love or if advice is asked for, not out of having it my way so I can enjoy my days and not worry. The part where I enjoy my day was always up to me and I just wasn't choosing it because I didn't know it was an option until coaching. In Buddha's explanation, he says, in life, we can't always control the first arrow. However, the second arrow is our reaction to the first and the second arrow is optional. If one is able to be mindful of the first arrow, the second arrow can be avoided. We must teach by leading our children by our own example, even our friends. Show them, talk to them in a way that gives them their power. They are capable of ending their suffering just as they have created it. Suffering hasn't always been, nor does it ever have to be because of what's happening around us or what's happening to us. Thank goodness we have that control and power from within, right? Because we have that power. Give me a shout for a free chat and you can start finding it for yourself. I will show you. Lifecoachalisa.com is where you can find me. Life Coach Elisa on social platforms. And if you thought of anyone while listening to this, please share it with them. This is how the heavens help us is through each other. So I'll talk to you soon. Bye.